Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Recent Study Suggests. We are your hosts. I'm Robert. And I'm Sam. And I'm missing teeth this week. You are, and you're so happy about it. <laughs> Not at all in pain. I think it was last week that I was complaining about my wisdom teeth hurting. Yeah. And that I would That's get them out. That's all you've been talking about for like a month. It has been. It really feels like that's all I have to say. It's like the most interesting the most interesting thing that's happened to me in years is my wisdom teeth bothering me. Yeah. You otherwise don't have any other pains. Although, and I finally did get them out. Um, but I wasn't quite aware of the recovery process. It's only now experiencing it. It's been about a week and a half since I got them out. Mm-hmm. And I'm still dealing with, like, the pain of getting them extracted. Well, that's also because you got two taken out at the same time. Yes, I got my two right wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah. For me, when I got mine taken out, I got one at a time. So it was, like, years between one another. How many did you get taken out? All four of them? No, it was two. The bottom two. The bottom two. Yeah, but at different times. And so... I'm familiar with how long it does take to recover, but because you got two, it's it's more intense than what I experienced. Yeah, my jaw feels sore still. Like I have to be careful with chewing. I mm-hmm. can't have foods that really require me to chew a lot, or I had to make them like tiny pieces. Like if I had some uh, some beef or something, I had to like yeah. It's like small pieces. It's only. like you have a child, but it's just you. Yeah. You're you're cutting things like in bite sizes. You yeah. also have a bruise on your jaw. It looks like you were punched in the face. But apparently it's not purple, it's orange. It's like orangey greenish. Like the way that a bruise looks when it's almost done is how it looks on your face. Yeah, because of my color blindness, I have not seen it or noticed it at all. Really? Yeah. It's you know, if if I didn't know that it was there, then I probably wouldn't see it. But because I saw your face transform over the past week and a half, that's like the last step. Before you were just very swollen. (laughs) And now that that's gone down, your skin is bruised. It really has transformed a lot. Mm -hmm. After getting them out, it was gross, bloody. I had to change gauze frequently. And then my face got really swollen after that. Yep. And now it's less swollen, but now you say there's a bruise there, and I still have like the pain of it. Just feels sore. I have to be careful yeah, about your you. gums are still flappy. They're trying to seal, yes. and it's it's a bit of a process. I'm just glad that you kept your teeth. <laughs> I did keep my teeth. I didn't want to keep the teeth, but you kept pressuring me to keep the teeth. I was just going to take a picture of them. I asked at the end of the procedure. I asked the dentist, like, "Hey, can I get a picture of them?" Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll uh, clean them and you can take a picture. And then, like, the dental assistant, so, like, said or asked me, do you want to keep them? I'm like, uh, in my head I was thinking no. <laughs> but I was like, Sam's going to get mad at me if I tell her that I was offered them and, and did I didn't take accept. them. So I did take them. Yeah. And they're, they're in, huge. They're in the house. They're w- huge. Wisdom teeth are surprisingly big. And, oh, my gosh. I told you, so I had them like just like on the table for a couple of days. That was really gross. Yeah. And you were like, I don't want them here. Put them away. 
And so now they're under the a bathroom sink. But I told you that if you did that, I would forget that they're even here. And I did. Which is fine. But then why do I have them still? For the memes, man. No, how, Those what, what things, memories? I already forgot they that they were here. They caused you so much pain and you just took control. And you're like, I'm going to get these suckers pulled out of me. And I don't know. It can be like a cool, bold flex if people come over. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess for paying that much money, like I better keep them. I better yeah. get to have them. Maybe My we mom, can turn them into weird art. The gross. <laughs> My mom was telling me, oh, go to Mexico. It's much cheaper to get them removed. And I don't know. Maybe if there was more time, like if I didn't feel like I need to get them out now, maybe I would have considered that. But since I felt like I need to get them out now, I'm like, no, I value my time too much to travel to Mexico to get it done. Yeah. I'm yeah, just going it, to get always, it done here and pay. It's always a toss-up. A small like, fortune. Should I spend more of my time or more of my money getting this done? And, I mean, you know, money is kind of always going to be there, but your time isn't. So I'm glad that you decided to save some time and get, it, get them out sooner. <laughs> yeah, and I'm... What did I say? I said over a week and a half. It was pretty quick, too. Like, I went to the dentist appointment on a Monday to, like, get the x-rays done. Had the actual appointment for to get them out on a Thursday. And this past Thursday was a week. So, yeah, over a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I just want to be done. I, I, I had a follow-up appointment. They're like, oh, yeah, it takes four to six weeks for, like, it to fully heal. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm barely in week one. Like, how can I deal with this for another three weeks? You just do. I think every day there's a little bit of an improvement. But I can understand the frustration. Like, oh, I just want I want to be better already. They're out of me, and now I have to deal with that pain instead of the pain of having them in me. I saw my cousins uh, the other day, and almost all of them have had them removed, or at least some removed, mm-hmm. which, which I was really surprised by. But one of them said that they got all four taken out at the same time. Wow. And that they were fine a few days later. That's insane. Yeah. I'm like, what? But I think it's it's just different for everybody. Your wisdom teeth, you let them grow in for a very long time. Yeah, but the cousin that got them out, he's older than me by like four years. Okay. Well, so, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, What difference his, does that make? His should have come out more than mine. They should have come out more? Yeah, because he's older. What do you mean they should have come out more? So they've had more time to grow. Oh, they should have grown out more. Okay. I guess so, but maybe he didn't wait as long as you. Just because he's older than you doesn't mean anything. Well, I'm saying because he's older, they've had more time to grow. I suppose. I think the timeline might be a little bit different. But I think that your because of the way that yours were growing out... They were growing horizontally and pushing against all of your other teeth. Yeah. Everyone's different. And so if his were coming just straight down, which, you know, it's annoying to have extra teeth in the way. The top ones. Yeah. Then it's easier. Yeah. Coming out straight down or straight up. It's easier to just pull them out and the recovery isn't so intense. But yours were both coming in horizontally and pushing your teeth. Well, only the the bottom ones are. Horizontal? Yeah, the bottom ones are the ones coming in horizontal. Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah. So they had to like cut 
the tooth on the bottom mm. and like break it into pieces in order to get it out. That explains it. Okay. Yeah. Because the one on the top came out really clean. Yeah. They and, just had to pull down. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and, one. and I know this because not, I'm not saying this as if I know because I was there. I know it's because you brought your teeth back home. That top one was really surprising to me because I felt the tug. That's the one they did first. And I felt the tug of them pulling, but I didn't feel it actually come out. Mm. So then when they started working on the bottom one, I was like, I was really confused because I was I was like, which one are they starting with? Like, it makes sense. They would start with the top one, but it feels like they're done. And so I was really confused. I'm like, okay. It was midway through like the bottom extraction where I'm like, okay, they probably took out the top one already. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't actually feel it. I just felt like the pressure of them tugging. That's good. The numbing stuff worked. Yeah. You were also just numbed, right? You were like put to sleep. I don't know which one. I think I would have liked better to be put to sleep. Why? Because I I was really in my head about feeling them tugging in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? I also didn't want to see what instruments they put into my mouth. So the whole time I had my eyes closed. Um, they was some, I don't know if they did this for you. I thought this was strange. But at this dentist, they've given me sunglasses every single visit. Nice. So like the, the overhead yeah, light that I, shines to me. I think, they just, I think they just do that. I, or, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad admitting that because I know you're supposed to go to the dentist more routinely. But um, the last time I went was probably when I got my wisdom teeth removed years ago. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Before six months ago, the last time was maybe like nine years ago for me. Wow. It's been a long time. But anyway, so yeah, they had these sunglasses over me. And when, once they started the actual procedure of taking them out, I'm like, I'm having my eyes closed. I don't want to see what tools go to my mouth. And like I said, I was really in my head about them, like, of, of me feeling the tug and pull and all of that. Yeah. And hearing the, you the just, blade cut into my teeth. It's like you didn't, teeth. you didn't want to be present for any of it or conscious. Right, right. You don't want to be conscious for any of it. Yeah. You don't want the memories. Yeah. I guess the downside to being put under, as far as I know, is like, you can't drive yourself home and... You can be feeling a little woozy. Yeah. So I oh, guess I wouldn't have wanted to feel that. Loopy Robert would have been fun that. to see. <laughs> that would have been real nice. I think I would probably would have just been more quiet. I was going to say, <laughs> I was just about to say, or you would just be really quiet. Yeah. Like, it, like you know, the, the super soldier serum in like uh, Avengers where like it accents what you already have. Mm-hmm. It would have just, that's what the like. Putting me under laughing gas, whatever would have done to me. Aww. But it just made me even more quiet. Yeah. When I when I have some kind of medical drug in me, I can't shut up. <laughs> I'm so jittery. I'm also just freaking out. And so to distract myself, I, I talk really fast and mm-hmm. I, my mind goes everywhere and it comes out of my mouth. There was a point, like I just got the anesthesia, no putting under. But once it wore off, there was like a good two hours where I was just in like, in a lot of pain. Yeah. Where I couldn't sit still. I couldn't really think properly. You, I saw you freaking out. I'm just like, this really hurts. I can't be still. I would, I would try to do that. I would just like sit on the couch. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm like, nope. I need to like stand up, pace around, mm-hmm. walk around, try to sit back down again for a few more seconds. I'm like, nope. I got to stand back up. I felt so bad watching that happen within you because there was nothing that I could do. Yeah. And I had gauze in my mouth which I didn't even know I had in there until I got home. And I just like, I'm, I'm going to see if I can see the holes in the mirror. 
and open my mouth. I'm like, oh, there's gauze in there. I guess now I have to buy gauze to switch it out. And when the anesthesia wore off, it really hurt to like bite down on the gauze. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't. This really hurts. I can't keep the gauze in my mouth. So I was switching it out like literally every five seconds. Yeah, you were overdoing it quite a bit. And I told you that in the moment. I know you weren't like considering what I was saying, but you were doing it quite a bit. You're not supposed to overchange your gauze, but it, it was just. I couldn't stand like that pain of the pressure because I was also, I felt like I was like rolling it too thick. So I would get the gauze and like rip layers off. I'm like, okay, make it thinner so I don't feel the pain. But mm-hmm. it was just the anesthesia wore off and it was just, it, I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. So much so that we weren't able to record that that week, but now we're back. But we haven't missed a week. We haven't missed a week because we were ahead. But now, now this we're is not probably ahead. the closest we've been to recording and releasing yeah. in a while because yeah. this episode comes out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, we're recording on the 26th. Tomorrow's 27th. It's almost 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this is almost as live as it gets. We should do a live pod one day. Should we? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we have a bunch of mini studies. I've always wanted to do this. I was going to have like a, a like a lightning round kind of multiple studies uh, episode. Yeah, but I think the reason why we haven't done that is because so many of the topics that we found have a full like we can create a full discussion out of it. And this week we found a bunch of studies that kind of spark little conversations, and I think they're just all very. I'm I'm really excited for these. They're very different from one another. And I think that's what makes them so special. Yeah, I think we've done an episode where we've drawn from multiple studies, but they're all about the same topic. Yeah. This one, no, they're just completely different studies. I think the last one is my favorite because <laughs> because we always pull from like personal experiences and, and ways that we can relate or what this study makes us think about. And the last one is just so insane to me. And, and I didn't realize how many... St- or the story that would come out of it at first. I was like, I don't know about this one. And then I started talking about like, oh, this reminds me of this and this and this. And you're like, okay, Sam, this could be <laughs> something we talk about. So, Okay, well, no more teasing. Before we get into it, why don't you tell everyone what a recent study suggests about Sam? Well, as the name would suggest, we talk about recent studies. We find topics that we think are particularly interesting and likely there's a study that exists about it. So we talk about it. We turn it into conversation starters, and we hopefully make each other and our lovely listeners a little bit smarter. What if we have done an episode like this already? Because I can't remember if we have or haven't. I it, don't. I don't think we have. I, I think it's like like you said, where we've done multiple studies about one particular topic because there's just more to find out about it. I would. I would think it's funny if we did do this and we're like we're just repeating ourselves. We've done so many. I don't think we've ever talked about these topics. Specifically. No, yeah, these topics specifically, I don't think we've talked about, but this concept, the idea, of- yeah, having multiple studies that don't relate to each other. Well, this one, the first one, is women post selfies on social media to intimidate others. What is your first thought hearing that headline? It just doesn't make sense to me necessarily. I don't know. Maybe it's because of my own experience with posting pictures. I don't know. I mean, every single time you're about to post, you're telling me, you're like evil laughing, like, ha ha, I'll show them. 
not true. I don't want you to put that out in the world. (laughs) I'm not mischievous or evil or ill intent. But also it made me think about what is a selfie necessarily? Like what qualifies as a selfie? Yeah, I think we have different ideas. Like how far can the the term selfie go? Mm-hmm. Right? I think you normally think like holding out a phone or a camera and taking a picture of yourself, right? Right. While I think it's just you being by yourself and taking a picture of yourself. So I feel like I could set up a camera on a tripod, walk like 30 feet away and like remote control the shutter button. And that's a picture of myself. I think that's very different because that then is a self-portrait. A selfie with an IE is like handheld and it's more playful and less, I don't know, like less set up. You think it, it amounts to the amount of setup? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and it's funny, like this is a totally separate thing from from the study. It's about women posting their selfies on social media to intimidate others. But this is just kind of like where our minds go, or at least mine. Like, what is a selfie? I don't know. I still think that like, I could set up a tripod and as long as it's just me and I'm like, hitting the the remote shutter that that's a selfie you think it's you having control of the camera and not having someone else take the picture that makes it a selfie exactly and taking a picture of yourself i don't know i disagree i think that's a self-portrait it has to be handheld on your phone well i don't know here's the thing when disposable cameras were like all you could use to take pictures I would use those to take selfies. Couldn't see what I looked like afterwards, but I would know when I would get the the photos um, taken to like Walgreens or CVS. Yes, I don't necessarily think it has to be a phone. It can be a phone. It can be a disposable camera. It's some form of photo taking machine. Yeah. You are holding it in your hand. It's definitely not someone else taking a picture of you. Because okay, so you agree with me. Oh, wait, no. Of someone else taking a picture of you. Yeah, right. that's, not, that's not a selfie. Unlike what you did years ago, we saw some comedians in Austin. Robert, no. And then afterwards... Robert! There was like a meet and greet. Not really a meet and greet. They were just like, oh, we're just going to hang out. I had no idea where you were going with this at first, but now I do. Robert, and no. And you saw one of them. And you're like, oh, I want to take a picture with them. And you went up to them like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? And like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then you handed me the phone. My, okay, here's Which the is thing. not a selfie. Robert, it's not a selfie. And I, I was so embarrassed for I, you. My thoughts on, okay, here's the thing. At that point, I had never used the word selfie in my life. Oh, that's not true. I had never used that word. Also, I had no idea where my brain was in that moment. It turned into mush. I don't know who <laughs> I became. You were starstruck by a younger man. (laughs) He's not much younger. I think he's like three years. He's 25. He's three years younger. Okay, three years younger. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I think at that point, he might have been like 17. No. Yeah. He was not. All right, stop. You're making me seem like (laughs) such a creep and weirdo. That was a not. That was not. I don't want to talk about that. That was not your uh, most 
But proud um, moment. So these researchers in Wales, they suggest that selfie taking women may actually be letting out their inner aggression. So that's where the intimidation comes from. And their study finds that females who take selfies, many of them do so in an intimidate. How do you say this word? Intimidatory self-presentation strategy? Intimidatory. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I this study, like, I find hard to believe. Like, I don't. I find it hard to believe that a lot of women. They say what? Uh, some percentage. I I forgot. Whatever. It doesn't matter necessarily. But they say like a large percentage of women post their selfies like it is a form of like aggression and to intimidate others. I I can't get behind that. Yeah, I think that you don't have control over the way that people interpret what you post. But this was the the people saying what they what the context was or why they posted it. This isn't a like, oh, let's perceive why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was 150 people, 150 people. That was not just women, though. That was men and women. And the average woman in this study in particular said that they post five selfies and 10 non-selfie images per month. And men post an average of two selfies and six non-selfies monthly. Do you like see, uh, I guess, selfies of women on like Instagram? And do you feel, oh, they're they're really attractive or they're doing this? And like, does that make you feel, I don't know, intimidated? No. No, I think it, the way that I use Instagram is for creative inspiration and for excitement. And it brings me, it brings me a lot of joy. I know that Instagram or social media can have a much different reaction in many different people, but that's the way that I use it. And so if I see a woman like in their power, like wearing an outfit that's really bold and exciting and they're posing in a way that, um, makes them seem look confident and happy with what they're doing then i'm like right on that's awesome i'm not intimidated i think that's really cool and i'm excited for them and i don't know what their intent is necessarily with posting it but the way that i feel when i see it is not it's i'm not intimidated mm-hmm. it's just fine like cool yeah i think there's a difference when it comes to you and me and posting images on like on Instagram specifically where you're, you're say you said you, you do it for inspiration to inspire people to bring joy mm-hmm. where all of that just sounds too genuine for me. <laughs> I've said it before. I don't like being genuine. Yeah. So, I don't ever want to post something, not necessarily serious, but of me not making fun of something. Mm. Whether it's, it would most likely would be myself, but then like, I don't know, that, that gets too real. Like, I don't like being real on the internet. So you just don't post. <laughs> so I just don't post. Or yeah. when I do, very rarely it's, you know, maybe things that necessarily have to do with me. Like, I think the one of my most recent posts is... um the Astros won the World Series and from the parade, 
we were at the parade and I posted pictures from that. Mm-hmm. So that had nothing to do with me. That was just me, like me celebrating the team that I like. They won the championship. But the stuff of me is like, I'm going to not really post about me because I don't want to be genuine. Yeah, I, I don't know how long you've had your Instagram, but I feel like in the month or two that I've had mine, I already have more posts than you do. You probably do. I'm going to check that right now. <laughs> I have, As of today, I have 30 posts. I think I had to make an Instagram for school. Mm. And so I, I, I did. I just didn't use it. Okay, maybe not. I have 72 posts. Oh, okay. Dating back, I don't know, like 2017? Yeah, maybe dating back. like A very long time. Hold on, I'm going to scroll all the way down. It might take a while so, so I can see what the date of my very first and I, post And was. I bet in most of them, your face is not involved. My very first post was not even of me. It was the third one. And that wasn't of me. It was of the comedians that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So it took three posts and it wasn't of me. It was of other people as and well. And the first one, I think it's like, a penis drawing on a sidewalk or something. That's the second one. Oh my gosh. The first one is the sky probably. The first one is the sky. <laughs> and I made a joke saying that this thing is on. What? The sky? The Yeah, the sun. The, the, the sun is on. I was right too. It is 2017. Yeah, January 28th, 2017. Wow. See, that's how little you post on Instagram that I, I remembered those things about, mm-hmm. about you. The very first one of just me is the 12th photo. And it's a, a side, the side of your face. The side of my face. I remember this. You were very anti front face photos of yourself. I did this thing for three years where like my profile picture was the side, one side of my face. Then the next year, it was the other side of my face. And then the year after that, I think it was like the front of my face. It was the front of your face, but you were wearing sunglasses. <laughs> so you never. I think I was wearing two pairs of sunglasses. Yeah, you had one on your shirt and then the other on your yeah. eyes. You really commit to a bit. <laughs> yeah, so that I just so I said seventy two for me. I'm gonna go to yours now. You I've don't, got thirty. You got thirty? Yeah, as of today, I have thirty. I just posted today. So yeah, there you go. And I started my account January fourth of this year. So in one month, you almost have half that I have in yeah what, six years and. I would argue that none of my posts are selfies, even though they're all pictures of me. They're selfies. They're not selfies because I put it on a, on a self-timer, so they're portraits. No. They're portraits. They're selfies. Nope. Mm-hmm. They are portraits. Nope. But I think we should move on to the second study after this break. And we're back. You just stared at me this whole break. <laughs> I didn't know we were taking a break. <laughs> what are we, Ross and Rachel? I've never seen that episode. I think I've mentioned this before. I've never seen that episode. That episode? Where well, they take a break? Well, isn't there like a whole thing? There's, there's like a whole period. Yeah, like there's a whole thing where, where like, oh. They're on break. Where we, in a, whatever. They're complicated. Yeah. And is this complicated? Americans vastly value hand washing for health. Your transition was so smooth. <laughs> they vastly value hand washing for health. You wash your hands a lot. I do. And that's not to say that I don't wash my hands. I do. But you wash them a lot. Yeah, because I'm an American. 
But you kind of watch them like after touching like any surface, anything. And you know, I think okay. So I wasn't always like this. I was a dirty hand girl for a while. I mean, I would wash my hands after I used the bathroom and touch something that was like wet or slimy. But for the most part, I wasn't washing my hands nearly as much as I do now. And it wasn't until COVID where they were really emphasizing wash your hands, do it for 20, 30 seconds. And then I finally learned the right way to wash your hands, to actually (laughs) clean the germs off. And so that's the way I wash my hands now. It's thorough. And I do it after touching most things. Because once you start, once you become a frequent hand washer, anything that touches your fingers, your hands, you can feel the difference. And so with that in mind, I'm just, I, I, I know that I overly wash my hands, but I can't stop. <laughs> but you do it so much and with warm to hot water that your hands are all dry now. They're very dry. Yeah, I do it so often that my hands are constantly cracking and peeling. <laughs> and, you know, saying that out loud, it reminds me. Have you ever watched Goldmember? I have not. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Well, in this movie, there's a man. I believe his name is Goldmember. And he peels his skin. <laughs> so gross. He peels his skin. And then he has this little like keepsake that he keeps like in his pocket or whatever. And he takes it out. And after he's peeled a chunk of his skin off, he puts it in his keepsake and he says he's saving himself for himself. What does that even mean? I don't know. But it reminds me of that because even just, I think it was yesterday, I peeled a little a little bit of my thumb off because it was dry skin. And I thought of Goldmember, like saving himself for himself. I don't know why he would do it. And I think he would even eat it. And did you save your skin? Is that what you're getting at? No, I didn't save it. No. You know, (laughs) this reminds me. Uh, When I was younger, I used to eat the skin around my nails. I used to eat my nails and I would eat the skin around it. And one time my sister had a scab. This is so gross. My sister had a scab (laughs) and... (laughs) Where are you going with this? She peeled it off. And then she like cleaned... I don't know if you've ever done this. But if you've ever cleaned off a scab, like, with water, it's just skin. Mm-hmm. And so she did that. And then she gave it to me. She was like, here, since I know you like eating your skin. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I did not eat it. And I did not keep it. But it was really nasty. And then after that, I completely questioned why I was eating my own skin. I don't think it's abnormal to eat your skin. Like, if, especially, like, you have little... A piece of skin like around your nails or maybe your lips i can imagine like oh you're you're biting it off it's just easier to swallow the skin than to like reach into your mouth and take the skin out and throw it away yeah it sounds really nasty as you're saying it but yeah i mean i think everyone can relate to that even though they don't want to admit the gross thing that they do (laughs) so americans that were surveyed in this study they were categorized into like this this like their their typical hand hygiene behaviors. Yeah, into what behaviors they do. So there there are the rule followers, which are those that apply soap, lather it up, scrub completely, rinse, and then dry. Mm-hmm. That was about fifty one percent. Fifty one percent, and there were one thousand twenty five people who were in this study. That's a lot. 
Mm-hmm. That's it, a lot of people who yeah. are rule, or maybe they like the idea that they are rule followers. Maybe, but then there are the lather and linger, and those are the ones that do a thorough job of lathering and washing, twice as good. Which are those that always use two pumps of soap. <laughs> How many pumps of soap do you use? One. Me too. I only do one. Unless after I've done the first wash, like unless there's something on my fingers, like. I just did some plant chore or something, and there's like dirt yeah. all over my hands. If I do the first wash, I'm like, nope, I see more dirt, then I get more soap. But I always feel bad for that. There's the human dryer, and those are those who wipe off their wet hands using their own clothing. We've all done that. Do you do that? I've done it before, but I don't. I don't like to do it. Only I don't like if, to do it either. Only if there's not something to dry my hands with. Yeah. Obviously, then that's like your last resort. This is weird to me because if you're not the human dryer, then you're the air it out kind, which is those that rely on air drying their hands after washing. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't want to have wet hands, especially like it's like using the restroom because I don't want my wet hands touching the doorknob and then like making it slippery. Yeah. And this is different from using. Like, okay, so this this is different from using the, the machine. Yeah. That dries your hands. Yeah, this is just hands normally kind of like you would air dry your clothes if you just put it outside mm-hmm. i've seen the people who like shake their hands after <laughs> after washing and i don't think that really does anything because ultimately you just end up becoming the human dryer who wipes your hands on your clothes right and then there are the rinse and run people who only use water and don't use soap or and they dry don't their dry- hands my niece does that. <laughs> the oldest. She, when this episode comes out, the next day, it's her birthday. She's turning 15. And her whole life, she has done this. Where she just uses water for like a millisecond. And then she throws her hands to like fling the water off. Uh-huh. And then she uses the excess to wipe it into her hair. <laughs> So ultimately, her hands are much dirtier because your hair holds all the particles throughout the day that you come in contact with. It just gets sucked into your hair. And she just uses, <laughs> I guess she uses her hair to dry, to her, dry hands. her hands. That is her human dryer <laughs> version. It, she's not putting it on her clothes. She's putting it in her hair. And then they're the worst of all, the skip it all people. Mm. Those who just don't even take the time to wash their hands. That's so bad. I know people who are like this who don't wash their hands when using the restroom because they're just peeing. That and doesn't make any sense. Are you talking about boys though? I am. But I think that's worse because you're touching your schlong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I wash my hands. Say their names. Every single time say I use the names. restroom. Drop their names. Yeah. 100%. We'll bleep it. Just tell me. We'll bleep it. No. I say we. You edit these. <laughs> 100% of the time, I wash my hands when I uh, use a restroom. Okay. There are some times when I'll do the only water, no soap. After but, using the restroom or no, just in just, general? No, just in general. Okay, yeah. Or like maybe I have something on my fingers. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put my hand under the water, rinse it off. I use my thumb to rinse off that specific finger and then that's I do it. that too. Sometimes I overdo it with lotion. And I just can't blend it on my body because there's not enough of me exposed 
for it to even sink into my skin. And I can't, and I don't want to wipe it on a towel because I'm going to use a towel later and then it's going to be slippery. So instead I do what you said where you just use water and use your thumb to kind of rub it out. (laughs) 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 I would love it if someone used that as a sound bite. And yeah, that's just (laughs) very rarely do I do that. But yeah, I've done that sometimes. Uh, I just made me Google. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there are germ avoidance techniques that this study talks about um, that 82% of adults value the importance of touchless features in restrooms. Oh, So like you don't have to touch the The handle of a toilet. You don't have to touch the handle of of the faucet. Mm-hmm. Or the soap, or even the door. Mm-hmm. I I've never love... experienced the door one, unless it's just not a door. Unless like it's uh... if it if it open. There's some that open automatically, or there's the ones that you don't have to rely on a handle. You can just push it mm-hmm. in or out, which I appreciate because I could just use my shoulder or my foot. Um, I love restrooms that do that so much, but that's not always. You don't always get that luxury, right? Yeah, so. I do quite a bit of the germ avoidance techniques that they talk about. So in this study, 62% of the people who do the germ avoidance techniques use a paper towel to avoid touching toilet flushers, faucets, and door handles. 43% of them, especially women, operate the flusher. I like that, the flusher, (laughs) with their feet. 31% hover over the toilet seat. And then... 27% 27% use their behind to open and close doors. How would you even do that? You just push your booty onto the door. Like, I'm thinking like, of a door with a handle. Well, <laughs> don't think of a door with a handle. It's kind of like what I was saying with the shoulder thing. Mm-hmm. You just use your butt. I, I, so. I do the paper towel thing. Um, when it comes to washing and drying my hands afterwards, I will use the same paper towel to open the door. I've, that's not bad, but I've experienced something where it is bad using this technique where they would leave the paper towel on the handle. Ew. So yeah, they would wash their hands, they would dry it with a paper towel and then use that paper towel to open the the door of the restroom and then just leave the paper towel on the handle. That makes it worse for the other person, the next person who needs to open it. And that's what I was thinking. Once... We looked into this study. I was like, oh my gosh, am I making things worse for others? (laughs) Because I do that, the paper towel thing. I don't leave it there. But it's the paper towel that I just used to dry my hands. But I don't want to waste another one. And technically my hands are clean, but maybe there's some like lingering germs that I'm then attaching to the handle for the next person to then touch. I also flush the toilet with my foot. And... That means that I don't have to touch it after someone else. But what if the next person uses their hand? I just made their hands filthy. Yeah, because you're in the, your feet have touched the where the toilet the, is. It, yeah, but uh, it's constantly touching every single germ that touches the ground. And then also, I hover over the toilet seat to pee. But sometimes, I don't have the greatest aim. <laughs> and I pee a little bit on the toilet seat. And then I have to wipe it and I then have to, my hand has to make contact with the toilet seat and it would not have otherwise. So I'm making it worse for myself. 
And then I make it worse for the next person because I flush with my foot. And then I make it worse for the person who's entering or leaving the restroom because I use a paper towel. Am I bad? <laughs> you might be. It might seem like you're bad. But there is a solution. Okay. So you don't have to be bad. You can own a pet. <laughs> because apparently, owning a pet makes you more attractive. At least that's what 72% of the people say in this study. Yeah. Do you think, what do you think of that? 72% of people say that owning a pet makes you more attractive. Yeah, does owning a pet make you more attractive? My thought, see, I feel like I always spin these topics. My thought is, are 72% of people saying that they are more attractive because they have a pet? Or are 72% of people saying that they see someone else with a pet and they think, wow, they're more attractive because they have a dog or a cat or a fish or whatever? That one. The second one. That other people are more attractive because they have a pet? Yeah. Hmm. Do you think if someone has a pet that, that, that they are more attractive? No. I would have thought that you would have said yes. No. I'm also a no. I don't think them having a pet. I'm trying to think like if I was single right now and if I'm on a dating app because that's how people meet now, dating apps. Um, if I saw that they had a pet, I wouldn't be like, oh, that makes you more attractive. That would be more of a turnoff for me. Just because where I'm at now, I don't, I'm glad we don't have pets. Yeah. We had a dog for a little bit that we were taking care of. Yeah. And a, fa- it, a family dog for two or three weeks. Yeah. I hated it. It needed extra care. She the did. The dog did. She did. Yes. Yeah, but also, she shed everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like that. Yeah. And and that's my thinking as well. Because if I started dating someone, and or if, if I was looking to date somebody else, and I saw that someone had a pet, it would also be a turnoff for me. Because, sure, it would be fun to date casually, but ultimately, I would like someone who I could be with long-term and if they have this pet, they're not going to get rid of their animal for me <laughs> because that's just, they love them and that's fine, whatever. But I don't also want to feel obligated to take care of their pet or deal with all of the things that are involved with that. Mm-hmm. Like the cleanup. And, like you're inheriting yeah, that. Because their animal becomes yours. Right. Long term. There was a, a point in the study that I thought was really funny where four in 10 people admit that they have gone home with a potential date specifically because they wanted to meet that person's pet. Yeah, I think that's great. That would be the only reason why I would be excited is to meet their animal because I do. And and I made it seem like I don't like cats or dogs or animals in general. I love animals. But my favorite thing about them is that I can enjoy them and become their best friend in the time that I'm with them, and then go home and not have to deal with them at all. And then sometimes you're put in a situation where you do have to deal with someone else's pet. Yeah, this, <laughs> I think, you know, this is this is our last study. And the reason why I love this one so much isn't necessarily the study itself. It's what it makes me think of. I... Just yesterday, I took my dad, this is very fresh, 
I took my dad to the eye doctor and he has this tendency of oversharing with people. He's a talker. He is a talker. It runs in the family. He, (laughs) the thing is, he's not necessarily a conversation maker. He likes to talk and have people listen. And this is what he did with the receptionist at the eye doctor. And he started bringing up very intimate details about his life, our lives. And of course, he naturally started talking about his dogs, of which he has six. And because he's oversharing and he's so comfortable, the receptionist then also felt very comfortable with sharing things about her own life. And she was talking about how her sister has a chihuahua, um, a teacup chihuahua, and um, her sister doesn't have any kids, but she has this dog. And this dog is basically her whole life. And her name, she's so tiny and so cute that she named her sister named her dog Chiquita, but they call her Chica for short. And her sister, with uh, the one who has this dog, she was going to Mexico. And so then she asked her, you know, hey, can you watch my dog while I'm away? And so she said yes. And she was staying at her house. And every morning, Chica would intensely stare her down. And it was making her uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Like she would just stare into her. And so it got to the point where it was concerning her. So she told her sister, like, hey, Chica is staring at me every morning like something's wrong and I don't know what to do. And her sister was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to mention that she needs to have a special pancake every morning for breakfast. A special pancake? Yeah, a special pancake. What does that mean? It had, there was this specific recipe. Wait, hold on, pause. And- you learned all this. This is a lot of information. It is a lot of information. I told you my dad is such an oversharer that it compels others to do the same. <laughs> and the thing is, Robert, my dad walked away. He went and he got his eye exam. And it's just me and this lady talking. Oh, she's talking to you she's now? She's just talking to me. <laughs> because, because my dad opened up so much that she he opened the air. And... She just took this opportunity. She started telling me all these things. And it was very interesting. I didn't need to know any of it. (laughs) But now you guys get to know it. You get to know it and the listeners. But yes, there was a special recipe for these pancakes. And actually, I say pancakes. She could only eat one. She could only eat one pancake. But it was with a specific brand of mix. And there was water. But also there had to be extra butter. (laughs) And the reason for that is because they had to be super fluffy. I guess the butter helped them to be taller. Mm -hmm. So not only did they have to be super fluffy, but they had to be shaped in a perfect circle. Now, I don't know if that's because the dog had standards or if it was because her sister (laughs) had standards. I like to think that it was the dog. (laughs) Like I won't have pancakes unless they're perfect circles. Yeah, so that's why... The dog was intensely staring her down every morning. He's like, where's my pancake? Yeah. I've, I've grown accustomed to having a special pancake. Yeah. Where's my pancake, woman? And beyond that, beyond breakfast, she also noticed that Chica 
wasn't drinking the water that she would give her. And her sister, and she told this to her sister, like, she's not drinking water either. So what's up with that? And she found out that too had a very specific recipe to it. Her water. It had to be Ozarka water with (laughs) ice cubes. It couldn't be sink water. That was like, what do you... Who, what do you think I am? Uh-huh. Like, it clearly needs to be Ozarka with... <laughs> and, you know, here's the thing. I didn't ask questions. Like, did you try a, Did you try to trick her and, like, do sink water with ice <laughs> or whatever? Or just Ozarka? I didn't... I don't know all of those details. But it's interesting to me. Like, her sister has set it up so well that the dog has become very snooty about their preferences. Dogs like their child. Literally like her child because she didn't have any kids. (laughs) Which goes into the next thing that I learned about her sister and this dog. You know how some clothing brands, they make matching like mom and daughter outfits. And it's kind of cutesy. Well, she would buy those. She would buy like a jumpsuit or a matching top and bottoms. And she would get the same, the same version, but for kids, for her dog. But because the clothes are fitted for humans, she would take the baby outfits and her dog to the tailor to get those clothes altered to fit her body. To fit the dog's body. Yeah. So that they could match. <laughs> she would take human baby outfits to the tailor so they could match the dog. Yeah. Wow. That dog, I was going to say was, but is her entire life because she's still alive. (laughs) And I just found that so fascinating. This is a lot of information that you learned. It was so much. It was so much. And 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 she just seems so fulfilled by Chica. In this case. The pancake eating, Ozarka water drinking, baby clothes wearing dog. Teacup Chihuahua. Named Chiquita Chica. (laughs) This is a case where I would definitely say that owning a pet does not make you attractive. Yeah. I don't know that she cares <laughs> about dating or she's just so fulfilled. So fulfilled. She's got Chica. And that's all she needs. Good for her. I just, I, I wouldn't want that. It's not a turn on for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> where you're like putting that much effort in. I don't know. People, it makes people happy. So whatever. It's just not for me. Yeah. I would not go to that extent with a pet. And I don't know that I would agree with the people in this study that 72% think that owning a pet makes them more attractive or makes other people more attractive. I also don't think that 72% of people are on the same level as this very specific woman and her dog. (laughs) Which is crazy how much you learned I didn't know that she kept talking to you. Yeah. Because your, your dad went into his appointment. Yeah. He did that to me, really. <laughs> he just, everywhere he goes, everyone learns massive chunks about his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also learned that this lady is half Mexican, half Puerto Rican, just like me and my siblings. And my dad let her know that too. <laughs> He also <laughs> here's here's their each of their social security numbers just in case you needed to. Yeah, here's the thing about my dad. And he's, he where where they live. He's such an open book. He even went to the eye doctor wearing 
a t-shirt that said, I'm a crazy Puerto Rican with a loud mouth or something like that. I'm a crazy Puerto Rican from Chicago. Oh, there it is. Yeah. He is indeed from Chicago. From Chicago, and he is a little crazy, and he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Here is all I am on a shirt. And then in small print is his social security number. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you need it. Yeah. But I guess we learned a lot today, didn't we? We did learn a lot. We learned about why mm. or selfies. What is a selfie, I guess? Yeah. Intimidating selfies. Mm-hmm. We learned about the- hand washing the value of hand washing and and my crusty hands (laughs) and we learned a lot about the dog that you learned a lot about (laughs) attractive pet owners if it's more attractive to have a pet or not Mm -hmm. you also you mostly just learned about chica yeah chica's she's living the life she really is yeah which you could be too if you follow us on instagram at a recent study pod and send us your own studies at a recent study suggest at gmail.com and share us with a friend. That's the easiest way to get us out there and get the conversation started. And follow us on our own Instagrams. At Sam's Pants and Plants. And I don't know what you are. And <laughs> at Robert Barbosa 3 Is that what it is? There you go. There it goes. You got it. How long have we been together? You don't know what my Instagram handle is? Oh, whatever. You wow. started posting in 2017 and it was a picture wow. of a penis. <laughs> it's a picture of a sky. Oh. Oh, the second one is... It's not an actual picture of a penis. I need to I need to specify. It's a chalk drawing. Yeah, chalk drawing that you did not do yourself. No. I don't even remember what it said or what it was exactly or what I said. I guess we'll never know. Until next time. Bye.